Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. All right, guys, final segment of today's show on Sons of the Shoe. As always, please make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcast. But as we start the final segment of every show with the Michigan Panic Meter, given the banner day for Ohio State, uh, the number two recruiting class, according to several outlets, uh, according to Joel Klatt, the number one recruiting class, I am moving my Michigan panic meter, which, again, the least concerned is gray. The most concerned is scarlet, white in the middle, and then we got light gray or light gray and then light scarlet as kind of the in-betweens here. I have been light scarlet since losing to Michigan. Well, I was scarlet, then I bumped back. Now I'm going officially to white here because that was a good day for Ohio State. It's been a good three days for Ohio State, and now I'm excited to see what they do in the Cotton Bowl, and I'm excited to see what they do in the portal to kind of finish rounding off this roster. Well, in that vein, I've been in the the white for uh... – well, I've always been white, but yeah. yeah I've, I've, People have been saying that about you. Like that Spencer German is always in the white because he is a white. <laughs> anyway, I've always been in the white on the meter. Uh, I am in the same vein, dropping mine a little bit further back. I'm going into the the light gray a little bit here. We've never had any – neither of us have ever been like full-on gray, but I think we both at some point were in at least the, the light gray a little bit. So we're back in the light gray. I agree, a banner day on the recruiting trail for Ohio State. Also, I said it was going to be January 2nd. Um, It actually happened sooner than I expected. We already have our first Jim Harbaugh interest from the the Los Angeles Chargers reports out there. So that makes me feel a little bit better that maybe Jim Harbaugh really won't be here next year. And that'll obviously make things even sweeter. Uh, Maybe not sweeter because you'd like to beat him, but it'll make things a little bit easier for Ryan Day when they play Michigan next year. So, with that being said, um, one upper, 
Um, with that being said, <laughs> uh, as we start to look ahead to the Cotton Bowl here coming up next week, I did want to go through some of the guys. Now, it's it, it, this list does not include Marvin Harrison Jr., Travion Henderson. It does not include Tommy Eichenberg, JT Tuimolo Al, or Lathan Ransom. All five players have not said publicly whether they will or won't um, play in the Cotton Bowl. It would stand to reason that any of those guys that are going into the draft probably won't. But here's a list of guys that have said they will play in the Cotton Bowl. Denzel Burke, Emeka Abuka, Jordan Hancock, Donovan Jackson, Jack Sawyer, and Tyleek Williams. Now, some of those, most of those guys are, are talking about maybe going into the draft. Some of them might consider going into the portal. I'm just curious, of the names that I gave you that are absolutely playing in the Cotton Bowl, who would you like to have back next year the most? It's a great question. I feel like I feel like I got to go with Jack Sawyer, um, which may be an out there answer for some people and some Ohio State fans. But I, for me, he sort of, towards the end of this season, started realizing, I think, some of the potential that he came to Ohio State with. I mean, we've talked about it before. He came in as – the sixth he was higher at the time but now that jeremiah smith signed he's the sixth highest ohio state recruit ever and like we all kind of thought we, we were all having visions of another bosa brother right like oh this this kid from florida who comes in he's gonna feast he's gonna do some good things and he's gonna be that next great pass rusher and it just hasn't really materialized for him so to see him maybe come back for another year and see if he can kind of add on to that. And if we can get a little closer to seeing that full potential, I think that'd be awesome. I would say, I guess a runner up would be Tyleek Williams. My, my The theme of my answers are all, I just want to see defensive line guys that I, I, I actually trust to come back. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think if we're, if we're just doing the, in the trenches version, Donovan Jackson, um, uh, who is obviously a hell of a guard for you, one of your most consistent was, offensive linemen. Granted, he's also the one who led uh, the, the rusher through that got to McCord on the interception too, so that's kind of funny. But he is—he was good. You're right. You're right. But uh, I, I'll actually say, give me a Mecca Abuka. Um, I actually think it's mutually beneficial that he should come back. I think the injuries impacted what he put on tape. And, I mean, I think this dude is a guy who, in his own right, could be a top-20 prospect. And I don't know if he goes into the draft this year, he will be. And so I think about, you know, I know it would be an embarrassment rich, uh, of riches yeah. with Carnell Tate, with with Jeremiah Smith, with uh, with Graham, uh, with Innes, and now to have Abuka come back. But, man, I'm telling you, if you're starting either a freshman quarterback like Aaron Nolan, a tr uh, what is it, a, a redshirt freshman like Lincoln Keenholz, or you know, just a guy who's maybe not the most crisp, pass, uh, crisp passer in Devin Brown, I can't think of a better friend to him yeah. than Mecca Buku coming back for one more year. Well, and I also think every year that they've had these great receivers, there's been one guy kind of like the elder statesman who's been like a leader for the group. You know, Julian Fleming had been here for a little while. He'd kind of been able to pass the torch before that. You had Chris Olave kind of passing it on. So I think it makes sense to have a guy. Otherwise, it's almost like you're ripping off the Band-Aid, right? You're ripping off the, hey, yeah. these guys are gone. We're going straight to Carnell Tate, who's, yeah, we think he's going to be good, but he's unproven. We're going straight to Brandon Innes. We're going straight to Jeremiah Smith. So to have somebody in that room who can kind of steady the ship and, and be a leader and a voice, I think would be super valuable. I think I like that answer. And I think just more importantly, like, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I just don't know he's a top 40 pick right now. And I, yeah, and I, and he can maybe, help the stock for sure. Man, maybe he's a guy that just tests out really well. And maybe that's the thing, you know, that happens quite a bit in the, you know, in the NFL where they're like, listen, we saw who he was two years ago. But like in some ways, it's tougher to make that argument when you're also going to be compared to Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep. Like getting getting some distance <laughs> from the tape that is Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably going to be the best thing for Omeka. And in the end, you just want the kid to do what's up, what, whatever's best for him. But this might be the rare case where it's best for the player and and best for him. And I, I by the way, I think you can say that about Jack Sawyer as well. Yeah. I, I yeah. think Jack Sawyer with one more year could be a dominant, dominant force for Ohio State next year. And we'll take as many of those as we can get. So by the way, th- real quick. Yes. My dream returner is Travion Henderson. For sure. I, no, I, I don't disagree with you, but I was just like, <laughs> I just thought it was funny that we're talking about guys that could realistically come back. And I'm like, just you know, pie in the sky here, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. I just think, you know, if, if, if well, I, if, if I was a sports God, that's what I would have happen. I, here, here's the thing though. If I had to choose between the two, would I love to see Marvin Harrison Jr. Back in Scarlet and gray? Yes. But because of the crop of receivers you have coming back, if you're telling me I can only have one, I'd almost, I think, lean Henderson because I think Henderson can be like the best running back in all of college football when he's healthy. And I'm not so sure about the guys kind of behind him yet to know who's going to kind of take that torch. So I might actually say, I know that's probably a blasphemous answer to some people, but because of the guys coming in, I feel like I'd love to have Henderson come back. I really would. Um, I mean, I think if we're just going to say who would we want to have back if it didn't matter, like if, if, if the NFL wasn't a real thing, it'd definitely be Marvin, even with Jeremiah and everybody else. <laughs> but I guess the thing is like, when I think of holding back Marvin from top three pick money and from the second contract a year in that extra year, I just feel too selfish. It feels too <laughs> selfish as a fan to say Marvin should come back. He's done enough. Uh, Travion to me, I think he could really do a lot for his value by coming back next year. Agreed. Um, even though, again, I don't look at him in, in the exact same situation as a Mecca, because when Travion came back after injury, I mean, it was one, a one B who is your better player on any given week, uh, Travion or, or Marvin. So that does it for this week, guys, that yeah, this week, of course, next week, we've got the cotton bowl. Of course, next week, we're going to get more into the Brian Hartline as coach in waiting in Columbus and the credit due for Ryan Day. I'm sure we'll have more news along the way as well. We'll have the uh, Cotton Bowl reaction show next week as well. But as we are a new podcast, we beg you, we beg you to follow us and follow the Sons of the Shoe podcast wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, the free Odyssey app. And of course, 92.3 The Fans YouTube. Spencer, go Bucks, buddy. Happy holidays and uh, the best to your family, buddy. All the same to you, and as always, go Bucks.